The Aldonzo and D Show would like to wish you all a very happy, healthy, and safe 4th of July weekend. And since I ate all that food, I drank a beer. I drank another beer. Three beers. Four beers. Five beers. Six beers. Seven beers. Eight beers. Nine beers. And a bloody May. Coming at you from the Skyhammer studio on Cities 92.9, this is the El Donzo and D Show. I'm very proud of my son. And I'm very proud of Dee's. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dee's. And we have an action-packed show for you today, which is Saturday. You're just tuning in right now. You're listening to the El Donzo and Dee's show. Dee's, how was your week? Not too bad. Not too bad. Did you get anything done, or you just sit on your butt all week? Uh, no, we. Uh, I sat on my butt for the first part of the week, and then we started a job uh, just two days ago. Almost broke my kneecap trying to run from the uh, cops. Tor- no, not yet. The the torrential downpour uh, where it was raining sideways, and I went to jump in the truck. Didn't have the door all the way open, and and rammed my left knee into the edge of the truck door. I mean, almost full like sprint and leap to the point. And this is a big diesel truck that I was trying to get into. You can run. It, believe well, it's more like a, a light jog. Or, and, <laughs> Walk right. Yeah, in my case, a heavy <laughs> jog. Uh, but yeah, I went to jump in it, hit my knee, and you, you know how like when the doctor like bashes your your test your reflexes or whatever. Yeah, the it, like my leg thing. My leg went dead. So. While it is raining buckets, I'm trying to climb into this lifted truck with one leg. Like, it, if somebody would have would have been recording me, I could have probably been on America's Funniest Videos because it, it was bad. You know, it's a shame because everybody everybody has their their phones nowadays, mm-hmm. and everybody can record that. Uh, well, I'm sorry to hear about that, but it's you, you seem to be doing spry or being spry and seem to be doing yeah, a it's good just job, part of getting old. Good. Yeah, I'm, just I'm getting, right. you ain't no spring chicken anymore, and no, I'm getting sir. one too myself. But anyway, so it is Fourth of July weekend. It is a lot of barbecuing. I, I'm festive. You are festive. Uh, for the listeners, if you're not if you're not watching the YouTube right now, go over and check us out on YouTube, right, Dees? Yes, sir. YouTube.com slash Eldonzo Dees. So I'm doing this thing right now. I'm putting on sunglasses. Uh, see, now you're trying just, to be like Dees. I just steal a stick. Too cool for school. You know what, Dees? Our future is so bright, we gotta wear shades. That's what they keep telling me. But Dees is always wearing shades and uh, and he has on these these you the American flag sunglasses. Very patriotic, yes. Very patriotic. And you know what else we have that's very patriotic? Now, this has been a long time coming, and how fitting that this got delivered right? on 4th of July weekend. Right. I mean, really, think about this. So uh, we have, and it just came in, and it's ice cold. We got conservative dad's ultra-right beer. And for 30 flipping dollars, this better be good. We're going to drink it live on air right now. If you go over to YouTube and check it out, because we're doing it on YouTube as well. I don't know what uh, the powers to be think about us openly drinking, but you know, to hell with them. I don't care. It's Fourth of July weekend, okay? Yeah. So are, let's. Are you worried about station or YouTube? Nobody. I'm not no. worried about anybody. <laughs> I'll say I, YouTube. You can you can do it. They have literally like test like beer testing shows. Okay, so so this is. Let's just pop. You want to pop it off together? Yeah, but well, that before, sounded kind of gay, didn't it? Yeah, these okay. and I are going to pop off together here. Just to uh, full disclaimer, as I have mentioned many times on here, I'm not a beer drinker. Haven't been since like my mid twenties. He's not, but he does have taste buds. So get your yeah. get your thumb on it. We'll do a three, two, one. Okay. Yeah. Three, 
two, one. Okay, it opened nice. So this is, once again, if you're just uh, listening to the show, you're a little late. Smells like beer. It does smell like beer. We are, this is El Donzo and D Show. We are trying out right now Conservative Dad's Ultra Right $30 six-pack beer. They did say $30. that the, pri- the price is going to come down. They've had some issues. So, to be um, fair, it's $19.99, but with shipping and everything, comes out to like 30 bucks. Yeah, they they get you coming or going on that one. All right, so what do, what do you think, Dees? Do you want to do it? Well, that's, we are going to take the drink. Right, I don't know anybody else has tasted this. Do you, Dees? Uh, I no, I don't know anybody that has had it. I bet we're we may be the first ones in McLean County. Hey, right here on the can it says tag us on social media enjoying your ultra right beer. So we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to clip this and and send it to them. As long as it doesn't taste like dog well, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's not put the cart in front of the horse here, brother. I, I'm, I may t- for the YouTube viewers if I turn my head this way, it's to avoid. Um, projectile vomiting this way if, oh, if it's bad just it won't be that bad and if you do have to projectile vomit people are going to hear it sometimes yeah. you don't need to have the visual with it it's Correct. like reading a book you know you don't have to have the... okay so let's go ahead and do it these these is sucking on that um vape over there mm-hmm. so okay you ready yep let's... three two one oh that's not bad that's almost like a hefeweizen that's not bad at all. That's not bad. We're gonna, hey folks, we're gonna drink one more real quick. That's pretty good. That's okay. actually a good beer. Dees, what do you think? We we can't have too much dead air while we're admiring this. Uh, when when you first get it, it it it's pretty good. I don't like the finish. You don't like the finish. It, I don't. Bit, well, you're not a beer guy. Bitter, maybe. Right, but but I've drank I've drank a lot of beer in my days. So it's not more. It's more like a. It, it's got a strong it. finish. It does. It does. But it's not terrible. Like I've I've tasted some pretty bad beers. Um, it it tastes a lot uh heavier than a light beer. It is. This is folks. This is a conservative dance ultra right. 100% woke-free American beer, and it is 4.8% alcohol by volume. Yeah, that's it's, that's just, it's that's, not... If you're getting this thinking that it's going to replace sorry, uh, your Bud Light or your Miller Light or whatever light beer, it's not a light beer. No, it doesn't have the calories on it. No. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, you can tell... Light you can, beer... You can tell a beer yeah, is light. Yeah, light beer is going to have right. a, a lot cleaner or um, tasteless... Not necessarily and, tasteless, but the, the finish is, is what... I use to judge whether or not I like a beer. Okay, so this is what we got to do. And folks, we're going to get to the, we're going to start getting in the news. We got Biden and the Supreme Court and all kinds of good stuff coming up for you. But we had to do this. Bud Light and Dylan Mulvaney are back in the news. And Bud Light and Dylan Mulvaney are back in the news. And we got those stories for you. But what we're going to do is we got a few minutes left. Let's just go ahead. You just want to power chug this thing or what do you think? Uh, I'm just, I'm admiring the can here. It says, uh, eat, eat steak, lift weights, be uncensorable. I mean, that's, Except the lift and weight part. That's so, us. So for folks that, and drink a little beer. So for folks that don't know this, uh, conservative dad's ultra right beer was supposed to take off a couple months ago. And they got this place up north here in Illinois that was going to be all conservative and do it for them. And then they, uh, started to get boycotted and caved to the pressure and said, we're not making the beer. And I believe they found a place in Georgia. So they were a couple months behind and had to get this up and going. 
Uh, I can't remember the... Uh, oh, see, I didn't know that aspect of it. Oh, yeah, we talked about it on a show. Okay. You knew yeah. it. You just don't remember. Brewed, yeah, brewed and canned by Big Kettle Brewing in Lawrenceville, Georgia. This is uh, this is pretty good stuff, folks. It's uh, not bad. As somebody who doesn't drink beer, if you are a beer drinker, I could imagine you know people enjoying this. Me personally, like I said, the, the finish uh, is a bit strong for me for a beer, but I could imagine somebody who is... Like if you're a bud drinker or or a, a heavier beer, if you're you mean like if you're a transvestite, well, or a Budweiser drinker, yeah, you know what I mean, like a, a regular, like not a light beer. It's not you know it doesn't taste like a light beer to me. But as somebody again who doesn't drink a lot of beer, it's not it's something. Good. Yeah, it's, yeah, your 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 dad buys Bud Light at Target. <laughs> yeah, the you know, it's not bad. I'll, I'll say that. That, that, that's the best rating I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and I can personally it. give it. People are listening to this right now going, what in the hell are you two doing? Talk about something. So I'm going to chug it real we're quick. We're drinking beers. We're drinking we're beers. That's what we're doing right like now. Like Old Stone Cold on the cold open. I mean, what it's 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 what, like 9, was it 9, 10 or 9, 12 right now in the morning? For the listener, yeah. Yeah, you can't drink all day if you don't, you don't start, start early in the morning. In the morning. Yeah. I mean, that's what Eldonzo and D says. Hmm. <sighs> We'd figure we'd just get these fooly monkey shines out of the way right now. If you hear a burp, I know that's not good etiquette, but we're drinking a beer. We're doing it for the listeners, right, Dees? Yeah, everybody, you know, it's mm. look, it's Saturday morning. Everybody's getting ready for their... Uh, you you got to kick off correctly, uh, and we want everybody to be safe for the 4th of July I got, weekend. I got to be honest, the last couple the last couple swigs, not, not hitting very well. Well, we know it's not Dees' typical uh, Shirley Temple that he's drinking. But uh, anyway, oh, 4th of July, I want to talk about this right now. I want everybody to be safe. If you're going to be popping off fireworks, which aren't allowed in Illinois anyway, but you can still have them. Nobody gives a damn. If you're going to be popping off fireworks, this is a little tip from your Uncle Aldonzo here. Be drunk while you're doing it. Be completely yeah. lit and and sticks-faced and just, just go for it. And if you can lose a couple limbs, do that too. What do well, you I was think? Gonna, yeah, I was Roman say, candle fights while you're drunk. Look, look, should we have a moment of silence for all the uh, lost fingers that are going to occur? Like there are literally people right oh, now. Oh my God, that beer even tastes good coming back up in my opinion too. There are literally people right now in America that don't know this, but they are spending their last Saturday with all 10 fingers. Yes, there are. No, <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. Don't go out and go drinking and driving either. If you're going to go drinking someplace, stay there. No, Trust me, Aldonzo's had enough DUIs for all of it. No, I've only had one. I've had one. Not a lot of. I've never really said that on air, but a lot of people have had them, and it's just like I'm not getting another one. You know what I mean? It's um, a miracle that I don't have one. But so let's let's yeah, it is a miracle you don't have one. So let's talk about some stuff coming up here. There's one thing that we're going to really get into, and I'm going to launch off on the second segment of the show. Now we've got our beer finish. Uh, this Titan submersible deal. These and I have been talking about this, and I guess the, the way to put it is not surprised, but just rather pissed about it. Okay, because it turns out, coming up on the end of the first segment, it turns out that the government, the Coast Guard, and everybody knew this thing imploded an hour and a half into its journey. They heard it. They told them. And we got a big smoke show going about yeah, that. The, the Navy detected it. Uh, let's see. They lost contact with them at about an hour and 45 minutes into their descent. And they detected the implosion so, 15, 20 minutes later. How convenient 
for the U.S. government right now. And we'll go into that. We'll be right back. This is the Aldonzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Hey, we're back again. This is the Aldonzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. So in the last segment, of course, we drank a beer, and, and Dees tells me he's back there fidgeting with his lights. He's got like a fidget spinner with lights on it. What, what, the, what the hell are you doing? I don't know. You have to watch a YouTube show. This is this guy is nuts. So on the, uh, on the last segment, we, of course, drank uh, Conservative Dad's Ultra-Right Non-Woke Beer, and it was pretty good. Was it worth $30? I don't think so. But to get it, it was to kind of help out with the company. And uh, the guy, the the president and CEO, did say it was going to come down in price, and bars are demanding it. So we were cutting edge. All right, we were trendsetters, Dees. What do you think? I would say so. And to be fair, there's no beer that's worth $30 a six-pack. There's not. But, hey, we're giving it to a good cause. We're not giving it to a bunch of trainees. And we're going to get into that uh, when we talk about the Dylan Mulvaney Budweiser Bud Light fiasco. Because that just that's like a bad dream. It just keeps coming back, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just don't fi- I can't figure it out. But we're gonna we're gonna break that stuff down for you. But what I really want to get into is the Ocean Gate Titan submersible that imploded on Sunday. And everybody was freaking out and grabbing their butts about this, and the hair was on fire. We gotta find him, we gotta find him. The, the federal government came out. The, everybody came out. we got to find them. They only got, what, 60 hours of oxygen left. Come to find out, after all this is done, the Coast Guard knew. Navy. or I was, I was Coast Guard knew Titan sub imploded. They knew it. Yeah, but it was detected by the Navy, and they told them that everything I read said that. So, and this is from uh, either this is from everybody York, knew is what we're getting. This at. is from New York Post. A top secret team with the U.S. Navy detected the implosion of the Titan submersible on Sunday, meaning the international rescue effort and apparent race against time before air in the vessel ran out was futile from the very beginning. It was also BS. They knew that there was nobody alive in that in that vessel. Yeah. They knew it. Yeah. Because there's no way that the Coast Guard and the Navy, they've got uh, microphones all over the ocean. They're listening for enemy submarines is what they're doing. They can, they've got all these anomalous sounds. Have you ever heard of these? It's like bloop and something else. And they pick them up in the ocean. They can get, uh, usually get plane crashes in the ocean as well. Yeah, well, if you remember the Canadian Air Force or whoever it was that was flying over, they released the video where they, you remember the reports, they were saying they heard banging every 30 minutes, which which is a, I, I guess that's like a maritime thing where every 30 minutes, you know, every half hour on the half hour, you're supposed to bang this thing out. And that somebody played that and said that this is the audio that they picked up. And it actually sounded like, Somebody was banging on the side. Yeah, of, it did. But who knows? Mean? Who knows? I don't trust anything because the federal government will get in there and tell anybody what they want to hear. So, getting back to the uh, New York Post story, a U.S. Navy official said the intel was immediately shared with the command post. However, the information was not definitive, so a decision was made to make every effort to save the lives on board and move forward with a search and rescue mission. Uh, goes on. The world was transfixed as details emerged Tuesday from. Internal emails which claim Canadian maritime and surveillance 
and a patrol aircraft picked up a banging noise every 30 minutes, as Dees was talking about, giving hope <coughs> the five men on board could still be alive. I don't believe any of this. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe it. I think this was all propagated. You don't believe that they they heard the sounds or that. I I don't I don't believe that they were that they actually thought they were coming from there. I don't. When the when the U.S. Navy and Coast Guard picks up what sounds like a submersible imploding at the Titanic site at the exact same time that they lost that they lost comms with a submersible at the Titanic site. No, I don't believe they drug this out this far. What do you think? No, I, yeah, I I think that it was is they definitely knew. Um, now I don't know whether or not those recordings that were released were, were true as far as like, Hey, this is what we picked up. Or if it was, if you want to like really dive deep into conspiracy theories, if it was all just a giant, you know, smoke screen type thing, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't think, and you say conspiracy theory and we have proven so many times on this show, if you're listening to the Eldonzo and D show. We have proven so many times that they're not conspiracy theories, they're conspiracy facts. Now, even James Cameron, who went down and saw the Titanic and made that film as kind of a reason to do it, he was even PO'd about this. Yeah, He yeah, said he they should have known. There's no way they just lost comms. That doesn't happen. James, Cameron's, J- James Cameron is a smart dude, and he was really, really uh, beside himself that they made as big a deal out of this as they did and that they... Try to give people and the families hope because there was no hope. There's no coming out of that. They were, I don't even think they made it. Would they make it like 1500 feet down or something? Well, they were the, the, the total time of the descent from the time that they drop into the time that they're supposed to hit the bottom. They say is about two hours. Um, they lost contact at an hour 45. And I believe the implosion was detected not long after that and given where they found the debris field which was approximately what they say 16 1600 feet or 1600 feet feet, yeah yeah. 1600 feet from From the wreckage the the wreckage um and i i haven't seen anything and maybe you can correct me if you've read it i haven't seen like how large the debris field was i haven't either i saw that they pulled up pieces of the submersible yeah large pieces which really kind of surprised me but um, wherever the breakage happened, obviously the thing you know collapsed under the weight now, of the ocean. Now, along I don't with know this, how far it kicked out the that they, debris, they claim that they have found uh, human potential human potential remains. human remains in in one section that they pulled up. So I remember this, and I've got this uh, I've got this story pulled up right now. It's from Grunge, but I'm I'm going to kind of go through it. Uh, we'll just read it. With the recent destruction of Ocean Gate's Titan sub- submersible fresh in the minds of the public, many people are curious about what the deceased experienced in the final moments of their trip. I didn't need to read any further to know that they didn't probably experience anything. No, they they experienced instant death. I mean, they, that that's all there is to it. As, as soon as the slightest crack in that hole happened, gone. Like it, it instant implosion. So, Scientific American says that for every 33 feet, and I'm a scuba diver, so I know this, every 33 feet you go underwater, the pressure on the body increases by 15 pounds per square inch. Okay? That's a lot. Sunlight cuts out at 656 feet deep, or 21 pounds per square inch. Rottweiler bites. 
If a Rottweiler attacks you, it's 328 PSI. Crocodile bites measure up to 3,700 PSI. A great white shark can bite up to 4,000 PSI. Where the Titanic is at, underwater, pressure pushes in at an incessant 5,500 to 6,000 pounds per square inch. All of that pressure was pushing on the Titan when it imploded. So, they didn't feel anything. No. Now, they did a thing on Mythbusters, and I have no idea what just happened there. Oh, boy. We still have audio. This is wild, but... Well, we do, but my everything just shut down. Is the... There's still power going to the computer. No, we're coming through there. Well, we may just f- this all up. Uh-oh. If that goes, I'm going to make a best of episode. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Well, um, I'm still recording through here, so... Oh, you are? It looks like I am. We have audio. Okay, so we got we we've been live. Let's do eleven minutes. Are, are you pretty close? We're at nine minutes right now, folks. We don't know what just yeah. happened there, but everything went down like completely, like the computer. You don't everything. have a, you don't have a laptop or anything. Well, the good thing is, I think we can finish this segment out. Dees, what do you think? Yeah, let's give it a shot. All right, we'll, we'll just we'll do it live, if it like yeah. Bill O'Reilly says. So you got us down at, uh, sorry, folks, give us a minute. This is exciting times we're living in. I have to get my cell phone out so I can actually, I can't, I can't get it because my notes are up there. (laughs) I have (laughs) no idea what in the hell is going on here. We got gremlins. The on-air light went out, folks, for people. Why am I getting potential spam? I don't know. That was a phone call that I'm not going to pick up. A phone call is an invitation to a conversation you don't have to accept. Yeah. Everything's... So anyway, we're talking about the uh, submersible. We're coming up. Let's do this. Let's go to 11 minutes and 30 seconds because you're going to trim some of the beginning off, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So it's just like if Cat was uploading them, we're going to get cut off anyway. So it (laughs) doesn't matter. But that was a dig on Cat Peterson. Check her out, The Morning Buzz. Yes, if you did uh, listen to the show on the radio last week, you may have noticed that uh, the final segment was actually like three to four minutes short. I'm not sure what deal that is, but uh, all the more reason to go to our YouTube channel. That is youtube.com slash Eldonzo D's or right. go to cities929.com. Click on our little name on the un- on-air talent. And you can find at the bottom there, scroll down, and you can you can catch every show that we have done for cities. And if you really want to dig deep, search for El Donzo and D's on Spotify or anywhere else you, you get your podcast. And you can get our whole library back when COVID made the world go. And you can even catch this show crazy. if we can actually finish it. Yeah, if, if you it know what? If works. not, I'm going to tell you something right now. If you are actually watching this, we have decided just to throw it up on YouTube. Even if we don't get the damn show done. No, oh, yeah. We'll we're going to throw it up on YouTube so you can see it. But uh, anyway, we're going to take a quick break. This is the Aldonzo and D show. We're going to try to unscrew our situation. And we'll be right back here from the Skyhammer Studios here on Cities 92.9. We'll be back.
Hey, welcome back to the Aldonzo and D Show here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. We had a bit of an issue uh, that happened in the last segment. If you really want to see the look on our faces when this happened, uh, you go on over to YouTube. D's, where do they go? YouTube.com slash Eldonzo D's. No spaces there spelled out just like our dumb names. And yeah, you, you got to at least check it out about the uh, eight and a half minute mark, whatever, just to watch Eldonzo's face as uh, uh, everything shuts down. So it's really interesting here. Um, <laughs> we're, so we're recording the show and everything's going good. We're up on YouTube live. And I think everything, we had the audio sounding great. We saw some audio issues we had going. We had, we were just having a good show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the on-air light goes goes blank. The My computer shuts down. Which kudos to you on having the on-air light plugged directly into the laptop because that's, you know, works as a nice little uh, warning sign. A little indicator that, mm-hmm. uh, that just hit the fan. You know what also serves as a good warning sign, too, is I have a digital audio workstation pulled up on a TV, and that went blank. That probably was a pretty good indicator something was well, wrong. Yeah, yeah. So we limped our way through the last uh, through the last uh, segment of the show today. So that's why it was kind of there's some beeps in there because some uh, expletives got thrown out. But Dees is going to take care of that. I think he already did. Uh, so anyway, let's get back to this. We were talking about the Ocean Gate sub and how I think that this was used as a way to distract everybody from what was going on. Dees, I got to pull up some of those segments. Will you kind of give everybody your take on this? Yeah, it was just odd that, you know, they had this big search effort going on and and telling, you know, some news stations and and websites had like a counter, a a countdown of how much uh, oxygen they had left. And it was a big rush to try and find them before they ran out of oxygen. Uh, Literally went on for, what, three, four days Um, and, and come to find out that the U.S. Navy had detected the implosion literally minutes after they lost uh, contact, which was about an hour and 45 minutes into their uh, descent to the ocean floor. Meanwhile, all these other things are going on in the uh, good old U.S. of A., i.e. the Hunter Biden plea deal and the whistleblower and all these bombshell reports uh, that place uh, Sleepy Joe in the same room as Hunter when he is uh, direct messaging one of these Chinese nationals about something that they got to do. Otherwise, you know, dear old dad's not going to be happy, this, that, and the other. So this is what's been going on, and this is from the Gateway Pundit. And this is why we think, so we said in the last segment before we got uh, discombobulated, I guess as you could say. Yeah, PSA, if you operate off of a laptop, Make sure it's plugged in. Yeah, that was my fault. What happened was that it's got one of those charge boxes to it, and the connect the the plug came out of it, and I didn't know it, and we went dead. And well, look at that. We just had another glitch, but that's okay. Anyway, so what we're talking about here is how the Ocean Gate Titan sub was obviously used as a distraction around the world for everything going on in the United States right now. And anybody that follows the news knows that we have a regular Benedict Arnold in the White House. This guy has sold us down the river so many times, and he did it while he was vice president. He did it while he was president. His son's been doing it for years. So let's go into this. This is what's going on, okay? While we're all, you know, hair on fire about the Ocean Gate Titan submersible that 
frankly, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. So this is from Gateway Pundit. Another Hunter Biden WhatsApp message to Chinese CEFC associate. associate. The Bidens are the best I know at doing what the chairman wants. Now, we don't have any audio of this, so I'm going to read you through it. In a WhatsApp exchange dated August 3rd, 2017, Hunter Biden told CEFC associate Gong Wen Dong. What? Oh, come on. Lot of, sorry, that's you ever just been a, to that's just a funny name. I you ever been to Chinatown on uh, during a gay pride parade? There's a lot of wangs and dongs, and <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, Gongwen Dong. The Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. The chairman is Yi Jianming, a Chinese millionaire tied to a CCP intelligence gathering agency. So, in a WhatsApp exchange, he says that. And guess who was guess who was in the room with him? His dad. According to the messages, yes. According to the messages. So this is going on while everybody's looking at the Biden or the Biden sub. I was gonna say Titan sub. We might as well call it Biden sub. What do you think at this point? Yeah, right. So anyway, the Coast Guard knew that happened. Of course the Coast Guard had to have told Ocean Gate. They had to have told the government that they've heard this. They knew it that day that that thing imploded. Now, we were talking in the last segment before we got abruptly cut off that they supposedly found some human remains in this sub. Mm-hmm. So if anybody is wondering what happens to human remains in a submersible when it implodes at that depth, it's almost like you liquefy. Yeah, you're so just crushed in an instant. They haven't really said what, what they found yet, but it can't be anything more than bone fragments and, and you know material. Uh, here's another one too. We tried to get this pulled up and I cannot pull up the audio. This kind of goes back to our little glitch issue we had, but Joe Biden actually said this. And this is one of those sayings to where, uh, just thinking about this, that the president just blatantly, blatantly, this is not a gaffe folks. What I'm going to read to you is not a gaffe. I wish I had the audio, but I don't. This is not a gaffe. This is somebody that's cognitively declined. And it's actually sad. Just like John Fetterman. It's sad what's going on with John Fetterman right now. That doesn't mean he should be a senator just because it's not his fault. Just like Joe Biden shouldn't be the president of the United States. This is not a gaffe. There's been so many issues with him. He's lost his marbles. He's gone. He's completely gone. Headline. Joe Biden to Indian Prime Minister and tech giant CEOs at White House. This is it. I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things. The White House put this in their transcript. This guy is going out there right now, telling everybody what he's done, pulling up his skirt and showing his woohoo, and everybody's complicit in this. Have you ever heard somebody, somebody in the government say this, Dees? No. No. What? <laughs> I mean, it's almost like his um, his mouth is operating, but his brain isn't, you know, making the connection like to, to tell him that he shouldn't say that. Well, what's best is is the one of how check this out. He told reporters that Putin and let me see if I got this pulled up here. I'm going to see if I can do this one real quick. Let me see if I got the Biden state secrets. Uh, and once again, one of those deals. So we're going to have to read them to you, folks. So bear with us on the Aldonzo and D show. If you're just tuning in, which we feel bad for you at this point, we, we are in a bit of a situation, but that's okay. We're going to get through it because the show must go on. Correct, D's? Uh, yeah. yeah oh. the, the video is completely up, so this will be uh, probably an audio-only segment. <laughs> 
this is a uh, Biden tells reporters Putin is clearly losing the war in Iraq. In, I'm sorry, in where? Iraq. I, I didn't realize that they were at war with Iraq. So President Biden faced criticism on social media Wednesday. This is via Fox News over an apparent gaffe when he claimed gaffe. I hate it when they call him gaffes. When he claimed that Russian President Vladimir Putin is currently losing the war in Iraq. This is his quote. Uh, when he was asked about Putin's situation, we had the audio, but we don't have it now. Uh, the situation with Vladimir Putin and Russia, especially after after the Wagner deal, which I want I got some thoughts on that. We're going to get to in a minute, folks. This is what he said. It's hard to tell, but he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. And he was asked to what extent Putin has been weakened by recent events in, in Russia. He said he's losing the war at home and he has become a bit of a pariah around the world. Losing the war in Iraq? He said that. Yes, he did. Clear as day. You know, this guy, and here's the other thing, this, this Hunter Biden thing, just all this stuff wrapped up together. These guys have been bilking our country for so long. They've sold, they've sold their own mother down the river. Now, the Wagner Group, which is something I want to get into. We're going to check time constraints here because we got a little out of sorts. Okay, so uh, Pergozin takes the Wagner Group. He's the leader of the Wagner Group over in Russia. He was Putin's chef. Uh, I can't remember how to pronounce his first name, but Pergozin. So he's tired of being beat down, right? He's tired of not getting his supplies. He's tired of being used. So he marches into Moscow, I believe it is. Marches into Moscow, and he's going to do a protest against the, the Russian Federation and against the Russian government and the military. So he goes in there. This is last week. Or it was uh, actually the week before. I think it was a Friday. It was going into Saturday. So they march in there. It literally happened after we recorded the show last week. It did. Yeah. It did. So he, he, he marches the whole Wagner group. They actually shot down a couple of aircraft, Russian aircraft, supposedly. So they march in there. And they make these demands, and they end up coming to an agreement to where Pergozin and the Wagner Group, Wagner, Wagner, whatever they're calling them, German stuff, the Wagner, the Wagner Group goes over to Belarus and relocates, and they're exiled. And I've got a theory on this, and we're going to get into that on the next segment. This is the Eldonzo and D Show on Cities 92.9. Hey, this is the Eldonzo and D Show coming back at you on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Wow, this has been a challenging show today, but that's all right. Eldonzo and D is like a good challenge, don't we, D's? Uh, yeah, I guess. Wow, you can say that again. <laughs> so we were talking in the last segment, and I want to get into this, about uh, uh, Pergozin uh, being exiled to Belarus after they did a march, which they thought this was going to be a coup. Everybody thought this was a coup. And he said it was just a march for injustice. So they wanted to be recognized. One thing that uh, Pergozin knows, anybody that goes up against Vladimir Putin is going to be dead. So he does this march. They come to an agreement. They exile Pergozin and the Wagner group to Belarus, which is right on the border of Ukraine. And they've just moved a lot of nuclear warheads there. Now, what happened after they exiled him is really interesting. Putin goes through and starts disappearing generals and members of his military. 
that knew that this was going to happen or that played some role in it. Yeah, well, isn't it like his top general ha- hasn't been heard from from anyone since Saturday? Yeah, yeah, and la- there's a couple. There's a couple of them too. It's not just his top or wherever he's at with it. His top or his yeah, bottom. yeah. A lot of his his underlings, and they're saying that it could be thousands of people being going to be detained and interrogated. So, and and I'm going to get to my point here with this in this segment, but I want to read something real quick from the post. Uh, Wagner Group Commander. Yevgeny Prigozhin is a dead man walking after leading a rebellion that was seen as Russian President Vladimir Putin's biggest threat to power in 23 years. Ian Bremmer, president of the geopolitical risk firm Eurasia Group, said it is clear that Prigozhin will be executed over his attempted coup, despite public assurances from the Kremlin that Putin pardoned and exiled his former ally for quickly abandoning the insurrection. And he says, quote, Prigozhin is kind of a dead man walking. Uh, I would be very surprised that he's still with us in a few months' time. So that's first thing. Yeah, he's going to have an accident. Now, the second thing is, this comes from the Gateway Pundit, okay? And this is kind of going in the right direction, but it isn't. Uh, Gateway Pundit, was Pergozin's mutiny a Western intelligence op derailed by Russian spies? So what that Gateway Pundit is speculating is that the West, America, or maybe even Ukraine, or maybe uh, you know Europe as a whole, NATO, got a hold of Pergozin and did this as an as an intelligence operation and used him for this. They said there is still no consensus about the motive for Yevgeny Pergozin's, and there is a lot of speculation. Some have posed the false dichotomy of having to choose real coup versus pretend coup. That approach ignores some troubling irregularities and facts which point to a sophisticated double-cross operation. So here's my theory on this. Are you ready for it, Dees? Mm-hmm. Until it is absolutely confirmed that Pergozin has been killed or has disappeared, which even if he does disappear is not going to do much for me. we got to know he's been killed and have confirmation of that. This is my theory on it. Vladimir Putin is in such a situation right now that he needs to know who's on his side and who and who's not. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, there's a big loyalty issue here. What better way to do that than have... You, you remember, uh, Pergozin was his personal chef, as he called him. Pergozin owes everything to Vladimir Putin, and Vladimir Putin owes an awful lot to Pergozin. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. So, Pergozin's in the, in the Wagner Group, which is the elite force for Russia at this moment in time. They do all the big killing for Russia. They are the brains of the operation, and the Russian military does not like Pergozin. Some, I think some of them do, but I think a lot of them don't because they see him as a threat. So the Wagner military group is pretty much a private army. They're mercenaries hired by Russia to do the dirty work. That way Russia can say, hey, we didn't do it. So Pergozin's a pretty high-up guy in this deal. This is my theory, okay? My theory is that this was set up by Vladimir Putin, to have Pergozin do this for two reasons. First of all, it's a psyops for the Western world. It's a psyops for NATO that somebody actually stood up to Vladimir Putin. And the second thing is that this was an opportunity to see who was going to allow somebody to attempt to overthrow the Russian Federation. This was a perfect way to do it. There was people that knew about it and kept their mouth shut because they thought Pergozin was going to actually do this. And then all of a sudden, you, you mean to tell me that Pergozin strikes a deal with... 
goes to overthrow Russia and then strikes a deal with Vladimir Putin, Putin sends him to Belarus. Really? Well, they literally, they took the town right across the border. I know they did. And, I mean, there were videos of them talking and laughing with members of the uh, the Russian uh, National Guard or whatever they call it. And then they managed to march, what, 400 miles north, something like that, all Here's, in a matter of like 24 hours. Yeah, I don't, look. And then they just, all of a sudden, okay, we got a deal. All right, yeah, we'll turn around and leave. What I'm saying to this is it all sounds too fantastical because if anybody knows what's going to happen to somebody that tries to overthrow Vladimir Putin, it's it's Pergozin. Pergozin would not be alive right now. They would string him up in Moscow by his testicles if he did this. So until Pergozin is actually dead or disappeared, even then I wouldn't believe it. Your, I mean, your a, theory makes sense, just given what we know about Putin. Absolutely it makes sense. Because look at all the people that were, even I was doing this last weekend. I was, I was talking with my brothers, and I said, you know, this is the first time I've ever seen actual evidence that somebody is going to overthrow Russia because we were hearing all the reports. I don't think that was the case at all. I think they were in on it together. I, I really wholeheartedly these believe that. I wouldn't be surprised. The only thing that, that like, there are quite a few Russian uh, citizens that are not happy with Putin and this whole Ukraine thing. Right. So while while your theory definitely sounds plausible, I guess I could lean on or, or, or say that, okay, so Putin maybe is like, look, let's strike a deal, go away to try and earn favor, I guess, with the people that are disagreeing with what he's doing in Ukraine. Not saying that's yeah. what's going on. I, I, don't, I don't think Pergozin had a hair on his hind end. I, I'm to just go and spitballing things that right, you know, but I'm could trying to... be as opposed to a him doing this to himself, which, again, is very plausible and, and makes sense with what you're saying. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Aldonzo and D show here on Cities 92.9, and we're talking about the Wagner Group and Pergozin going against Russia and Vladimir Putin and why this does not make any sense that they're still alive. So they went, so Vladimir Putin went and got generals that supposedly knew about this and higher ups in the Russian military. And he has, they disappeared him, probably killed him, saying, hey, you knew this was going to happen. You allowed it to happen. You had intelligence on this and you didn't come and tell me about it. You didn't put the foot down. They're getting whacked. But the guy that actually launched the coup just gets exiled to Belarus. I don't believe this for one minute. And I refuse to believe it until he ends up dead. I just, I have a hard time believing that this group could march as far as they marched. Without, I do too. Without meeting any kind of military resistance. If they felt that this was a true um, takeover attempt. Yeah. No, I agree with you 100%. And if anybody could do it, it'd be the, the Wagner group. And we thought that they would go in there and just keep. And I, I believe reports that they shot down planes, but I don't care. I've seen what our own country does to gaslight us, right? We've been watching this for years now. They will just make up stuff, just make them up stuff and report stuff to the news agencies, and they go for it, just like a Hunter Biden's laptop deal. So why would we, in our wildest imaginations, believe anything that comes out of Russia? And for that matter, and I want to put this out there too, and this may piss some people off, but I want to say this. Why do we believe anything that comes out of Ukraine? Well, I agree. 
You know, there's nothing but propaganda going on there. The only people that are helped by Ukraine are politicians and people getting their pockets lined by these people. We should not have anything to do with Ukraine. Now, some say, well, Eldonzo, what about Taiwan? Taiwan's a different story. We have a pact with Taiwan. Taiwan is the barrier between China and the rest of these islands out there. We have to protect Taiwan. We have a pact with Taiwan. We don't have anything with Ukraine. It's not like Vladimir Putin is going to go and take Ukraine and then go and take Germany or go and take Poland. He's not going to do that. They've wanted Ukraine back. We have no business over there with these people. No, uh, I've said that from day one. That... You know, and this is one of those things, too. I'm going to get off on a bit of a rant here. This whole thing with these liberals now, and don't I'm not just going to pick on the liberals. The liberals coming out and wanting this, wanting this war because they feel self-justified. This is all a smokescreen is all this is. They're joining with the neocons. That's right. I said it, the neocons. The neocons who want nothing but war. And I believe this 100% because it does nothing but line their fat pockets. That's all this is. There, nobody cares about Ukraine. Nobody cares about the Ukrainian people. And we just sent another $500 million. Another $500 million to a country that's literally being destroyed. So we're going to take a break. Think on that. Stew on in a minute. And this is the Eldonzo and D Show, and we'll be right back haul after these are commercial massages. Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Welcome back to the Eldonzo and Dees show. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And hey, guess guess who has been voted or receives the worst vice presidential rating in NBC News polls history? The one and only Camel Toe Harris. Queen knee pads. Queen knee pads. NBC News said Harris's net negative 17 rating was the lowest rating for a vice president in the history of its poll. Reported on Monday that Harris has the dubious distinction of having the lowest net negative rating of modern vice presidents in the history of their polling. According to a new NBC News poll, only 32% of registered voters have a positive view of the idiot compared to 49% with negative view including 39% with a very negative view. This leaves Harris with a net negative, ne net negative 17 rating, which NBC News noted is the lowest for any vice president in the poll's history. Now, this uh, negative 17 net rating lined up against the last four vice presidents during their tenures. So Mike Pence was a negative four in October 2019, which I think it should have been a negative thousand. Joe Biden was a plus one in December 2010. Dick Cheney, yeah, this is that. Look, this is how stupid we are. How stupid we were back then. Dick <laughs> Cheney was a positive twenty-three. What an idiot! What an absolute turncoat son of a. Anyway, I could have said it. Uh, and Al Gore, well, Mister Climate Change. Al Gore was plus fifteen in March of nineteen ninety-five. So anyway, she's very deserving of being the worst vice president in the world. The only reason I hope that nothing bad happens to uh, old Joe Biden 
is because I think she'd be worse. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, that's the Well, no. Every, everybody calling for Biden's head and, and No, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. You know what I just did there? I just I had a moment of weakness. I had I had a cop out. And that's not right. That's not I I shouldn't be doing that. I'm Aldonzo. I sh- I should think further into the future than that. She would not be worse than Joe Biden. She's not cognitively declined. She's owned by other people just like Joe Biden is. Now, would she be better? No, but it wouldn't be worse. And, you know, I've thought about this before, and people go, well, we don't want anything to happen to Joe. We don't want Joe to step down. We'll have Kamala Harris in. Doesn't matter. What does it matter at this point? Think about this. What does it matter who's running the country at this point? They're they're all controlled by their... their by China? Well, by the, China, by donors and whatnot. I mean, that's... That's been my biggest complaint about politics for the last forever is that it doesn't matter the face that we look at as our leader. It's the people that are padding their pockets and pushing their agendas. It's just a matter of which side of the fence, you know, whether conservative or uh, liberal that they're on. Well, the fact that we are coming in to the 2024 election season Okay, everybody's starting to go out there and campaign. Joe thinks he's campaigning. That's what they're telling him anyway. Look, there's no way. There's no way. And the people that are propping him up right now, Biden, the the, the media is just this literally complacent. because he can't stand or walk on his own. Doesn't it seem like? Well, did you see the thing with the red carpet? Yeah, he he couldn't even walk on the red carpet. They were like guiding him, like get back on the red carpet, Joe. Get back on the red carpet. Dan, Dan Bongino did a great thing on this. We have to pull that video up and share it. That might be the one that I was trying to tell you about, where Jill was was basically guiding him or whatever. And then we had the MSNBC thing where they're on a live interview, and I, I got to look. Joe's been on TV enough to know that you know she says thanks for joining me, blah blah blah. And then you sit there and you wait until she takes it to commercial. Well, as soon as she says bye, and you know he gets up, shakes his hand, shakes her hand. And just walks off the set while they're still live. Just walks right off the and set. In the camera view, you see her, you know, saying her her outro, so to speak. And you see Joe Biden walk behind her <laughs> off the camera like he's like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely asinine that this is being allowed to happen. But here's the reason why, you know, the mainstream media keeps pushing for this to happen. And, and the reason for this is they know, and so do the Democrats, they all know that nothing's going to happen, that he's going to get reelected. I mean, what was it, 81 million votes he got? They know they're going to find those 81 million votes again. They just don't care. Wouldn't you think if you were the Democrats right now, you would be in an absolute scatter mode going, what the hell are we going to do? How are we going to do this? This guy can't even function. He can't string a sentence together. He can't do anything. Yeah, it does seem awful fishy that like, e- the- even his own party, you would think that, I mean, it's obvious that he is not of sound mind. Here's the problem. And he's cocky. And they're all cocky about this, which really bothers me because they know something that most people don't know at that point. But I think if you listen to shows like this, you're going to start to think about this a little bit and start putting uh, six and negative two together. They're doing this. That's four. What do you get when you put two and two together, Dees? That's four as well. Yeah. So when you say put two and two together, you get four. I so gotcha. I change it up. I you get it you now? There, yeah. Hey, stop me if I'm too fast for you. <laughs> so put six and negative two together. Uh, but on shows like this, we try to come up with some outside-of-the-box thinking on these things. 
they know that they're going to get all the votes they can get. That's why, and I've said this before, what we got to do is start mail-in, uh, doing mail-in voting. We got to start doing ballot harvesting. We have to do the same dirty tricks that they're doing. And we need, if they're going to overthrow the election, the insurrection's already happened. The pandemic's over. I don't know why we're still mail-in voting anyway. But, but we're going to continue it. Not that I agree with it. Everybody should just go and vote at a polling place unless you're in the service or you're out of country. I get it. But that's not going to happen. It's like one of these things. Once they start giving giving you more and more stuff, they don't ever take it away. They just keep giving it. At a minimum, it just stays stagnant. And that's where we're at. It's mail-in voting. We need. I'm going to mail-in vote this uh, in the next election. What about you? I know you live right down the street. My point is, I'm going to do it. What the hell? Whatever I can do to make their lives harder, I'm going to do that. The only way we're going to beat them, if we can ever beat them, is to just absolutely overrun them with votes. These? Yeah, then, you know, it's already bad enough that we don't learn who wins for two to three weeks after the election. We might as well make it longer. And did you hear that there's another, speaking of this idiot, this moron, there was another balloon flying over Montana. Did you hear about that? Uh, no, I heard of one that was flying over, I think, Japan. No, this one, uh, this is Fox News. Montana congressman on Monday called for more transparency from the federal government after acknowledging that people were tracking a balloon flying over his state at 57,000 feet, a balloon that was registered with the Federal Aviation Administration and following regulations, according to the FAA. Representative Matt Rosendale, a Republican representing the area where the balloon was spotted, said several people in Dawson County were tracking the balloon flying across eastern Montana on Sunday night. Now, here's the other thing. There's been another Chinese spy balloon. And Joe Biden pretty much came out and said, yeah, we're pretty sure it's nothing. (laughs) What the hell's going on here? Meanwhile, they shot some hobbyist kids balloon down <laughs> they made sure they got what would they have on that what 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 kind of plane was that i can't remember uh, wasn't it a sidewinder missile they took that thing down with yeah i believe it wasn't it a, it was like an f uh was it an fu 27 f-35 no, or i don't know one of the current fighter jets but yeah they wasted two sidewinder missiles because the first one i believe missed so we, we and it's something else we want to get into is we got some news about trump which is eh, considerable, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Maybe we'll get into it at the beginning of, or the end, of, tail end of this one here, because we're coming up on the end. But I want to touch on this Bud Light update. Woke companies sponsored Pride Parade in Canada with fully naked men and multiple disturbing acts being performed in front of children. Product sales hit another all-time low. Are you really? Sh- I'm shocked. Why? Look at this point. I, nothing surprises me. I'm. I'm just, dude. I'm just. I'm. I, I, you're right. Uh, you kind of got me tongue tied. Mulvaney there. Call, called out Bud Light for abandoning him, her, it, whatever. Because sometimes him. you feel like a nut. Sometimes, sometimes you don't. don't. Anyway, Fox News reported Monday that America's most infamous company sponsored a vile, and it is. Check these pictures out. It is vile. Look at this. They're walking around naked. Naked dudes. What do you do? What? For God's sakes, man, have some self respect. Sponsored a vile parade in Toronto over the weekend with little children in attendance. They also received more devastating news on the sales front. Another video emerged showing another NSFW act that occurred, happened at the parade. Participants in drag danced with their breasts exposed to the audience. We're gonna, I don't know if we got audio on this one. We're going to watch it real quick. Look at this. Is that a dude? Uh, without question, yes. He got some tig old bitties on him, though, doesn't he? Anyway, this is 
Bud Light has shot themselves in the foot, and I'm starting to believe more now this whistleblower that said they're doing this to actually damage their business so they can file bankruptcy. What do you think about that? Mm, I don't know. How can they keep doing this? Anheuser-Busch and InBev or whatever, that's a pretty big company. I can't see them going bankrupt. In the week ending June 17th, sales of the Anheuser-Busch brand fell by an eye-popping 28.5% versus a year ago, according to the most recent sales figures issued by Bump Williams Consulting and Nielsen IQ, which eclipses last week's 26.8% decline, which beat the previous week's fall of 24.4%. Maybe they're going to figure out out that people are pissed off about this. We're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. This is something that Bud Light will never, ever, ever, ever come back from. They will it's never not looking like it. I mean, they'll never recover from this. You know, we had obviously that went down, but then Dylan Mulvaney comes out and says that they abandoned me and I haven't heard from them since. And we're going to the CEO came back and was basically saying, look, we're just here to sell beer. You know, it was a gift can. You had one can. No, we're moving on. Look what thing. look what they're doing with this stuff. So that's something I want to talk about in the next segment coming up. This is the Eldonzo and D show. The next segment, we're going to touch on the uh, the Dylan Mulvaney thing. And we're going to try to get some to some news about Donald Trump, and then of course, usually how we figure out, finish out the uh, the last segments of the show, we're going to get some goofy off the wall news as well. So it'll be right here on the Eldonzo and D show on Cities ninety two point nine, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Hey, this is the El Donzo and D Show coming at you on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I, of course, am El Donzo. I'm Dees. And we are getting back into the uh, recent Bud Light controversy. Well, I wouldn't say the recent Bud Light controversy. This has been going on since uh, March. March Madness with Dylan Mulvaney. Didn't even know what March Madness was. Drinking this Bud Light. Uh, so it's not recent, but it's ongoing. We'll put it that way. There are over 28% decrease and sales, which is crippling uh, Anheuser-Busch, as it should. Screw them. That's what I think. Uh, Dees, we have a story about Dylan Mulvaney. He is back in the news. His uh, 15 minutes of fame isn't over yet. Uh, Dees, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us about this? Yeah, in an Instagram post on Thursday, Mulvaney uh, described a torrent of online bullying and transphobia that erupted after the Bud Light uh, put his face on a can, customized beer can, And he says, I was waiting for the brand to reach out to me, but they never did. For a company to hire a trans person and then not publicly stand by them is worse, in my opinion, than not hiring a trans person at all because it gives customers permission to be as transphobic and hateful as they want. And uh, initially, Anheuser-Busch didn't immediately respond, but then the CEO came out and uh, basically put out a blanket statement that said, as we've said, we remain committed to the programs and partnerships we have forged over decades with organizations across a number of communities, including those in the LGBTQ plus community. The privacy and safety of our employees and our partners are always top priority. As we move forward, we will focus on what we do best, brewing great beer for everyone and earning our place in moments that matter to our consumers. 
Uh, yeah, by by having naked guys <laughs> walk around supporting that Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah. I I really don't like this whole thing about uh, Dylan Mulvaney calling himself a transgender. He's a transvestite at this point. He's taken no steps. I don't know. There's something about it. But you know what really bothers me more than that? This whole thing about him celebrating his 365 days of girlhood. He's not a girl. He's made that. He ain't even had surgeries. He just puts on makeup and shaves his face. He's just an idiot. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, he's gone uh, full Britney circa 15 years ago or whatever when she went uh, bat sticks. Yeah, well, this guy's definitely bat sticks. Any, anybody that does this for... This is my thing with this. They're doing it for attention. You cannot be happy pretending you're somebody or something you're not. That you just you just can't. I, some people get away with it, but they got to have something wrong going on upstairs. Caitlyn Jenner thinks he's happy. He says he's happy. Maybe he is. Maybe she is. Whatever the, he wants to go by. I just don't believe it. I just don't believe most people can do that. Uh, we have something else. Donald Trump's been in the news quite a bit lately, and I got a couple stories I want to talk about with that. But I want to get back to this document thing, and this is actually one of Deez's stories that he caught. Uh, this is about those, uh, well, the headline says Trump claims he was lying, but tell us tell us more of the story here, Deez. Yeah, this is from the New York Post. Uh, he now says that he was just waving around random sheets of paper when claimed on tape that he had classified documents related to a potential military strike against Iran. And he says, I would say it was bravado. If you want to know the truth, it was bravado. He told reporters for Semaphore and ABC News on Tuesday, I was just talking and holding up papers and talking about them, but I had no documents. I didn't have any documents. Now, this is the perfect defense right here. It's the only defense, but it's still. But I mean, it, I'll tell you why it's perfect, because there's an audio recording of him with papers in his hand. Say, see, this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. Talking to that Walt, uh, Walt Nada was involved with this, but it wasn't him. It was somebody else, I believe it was, he was talking to. Anyway, you can have somebody on tape saying this, what he said about, look at this, look at this right here. But unless you've got somebody that was actually there and will testify that he showed them a classified document, you got nothing. You got absolutely nothing. He didn't say, I am holding this classified document right here. This is a classified document. Here, read this. Look at this classified document. He was using it as an example as his defense. And this is what I want to say real quick. Even if he did have a classified document and he was showing it to somebody that he knew, he's not selling state secrets to China. This is nothing that nobody else has ever done before. Even if he did make a screw up, well, then we need to treat him like Hillary Clinton. Or we need to treat him like Joe Biden. Yeah, that's my biggest thing about this whole deal is that even if, you know, he did what they're saying that he did, it still pales in comparison to the allegations that are going on right now against the Biden family. Absolutely. It, it doesn't even touch it. These people actually sold our country out. So why is anybody surprised that they had 37 counts in this indictment against Donald Trump? They just want him to go away. This is a weaponization of the Department of Justice, a weaponization of the federal government against, well, let's just face it. He is a regular citizen at this point. Yeah. And did you see that Jack Smith is um, petitioning the court to push everything back an additional, I, want, I believe it's four months. 
Yeah, special counsel Jack Smith, who's bringing these charges against Donald Trump. And that's another thing, too, uh, that we got to get into. Conveniently pushing it back four months falls right, you know, right into the the meat and potatoes of, of campaign time. They're literally... Go- so the federal government and Joe Biden are literally going after their political opponent. Yeah, they, they want him to be a little too busy and too focused on other things as opposed to campaigning for the election. I don't think Donald Trump gives a sticks, to be honest with you. I mean, I know he cares. He doesn't want to go through this. But I think he's going to fight harder than he ever has. And once again, we just lost it again. And it's back. And it's back. And it's gone. And it's back. And we're still going. Oh, Ooh. sorry about that, folks. We have had such an array. This is the day from hell. This is the day from hell. This has got to be the worst uh, show we've ever done. And I don't mean like the way we're talking or our stories, but it's one glitch after another. It's like we got gremlins in the studio today, isn't it? It's something. So let's see if we can do this without another glitch. I'm actually kind of concerned at this point. I We almost called the show, didn't we? Yes. Like you, two or three times. You were going to, and I was like, no, we we got it, and it's still I, not. Working. Yeah, I feel like if I walk outside of the studio, I'm going to get struck by lightning if we keep this going. All right, well, just don't walk out when I do. I'm going to send you out first. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, getting into this deal with the uh, Jack Smith and everything, Eileen Cannon, who's a uh, a judge that Trump appointed, issued her first smackdown, according to the Gateway Pundit, of special counsel Jack Smith. Judge Cannon on Monday denied Jack Smith's motion <clears throat> to keep a list of 84 potential witnesses under seal in a classified documents case. The judge said Jack Smith failed to explain why it was necessary to keep the names of the witnesses a secret. Jack Smith was also trying to block Trump and his alleged co-conspirator, Walt Nauta, from communicating with 84 witnesses. Special counsel Jack Smith recently indicted Trump on 37 federal counts in Miami. We went over that. Trump was charged with 31 counts of willful retention of national defense information and six other process crimes stemming from his conversations with his lawyer. Process crimes are crimes which are nonviolent. They're they're not really intentional. Obstruction of justice, things like that. Yeah, these are just, he didn't do something to the letter of the law which somebody thought he should have done, which everybody else has done before. So it's good that he got a that he got one of the judges that he appointed. Don't get me wrong in that county. I think that's great, but I think either way this is just something to to be used as a ruse and a distraction. Dees, what do you think? I think it absolutely is and that it makes sense like I said is why they're trying to delay everything because they want to drag this out as long as humanly possible and potentially uh damage his reputation as much as humanly possible as well. This is one of those things I think a lot of people, I think if you really watch what's going on, I think there's going to be overwhelming support for Trump because, look, let's face it, nobody else stands a chance. DeSantis, he's lost so much momentum. Chris Christie does, dude, he's about as welcome in our our clique as a fart in a spacesuit at this point. I just don't think anybody else is going to be at that level that Trump's at. And I really do believe it at this point, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. Anybody that's running for the Republican nomination needs to drop out and just get behind Trump. They're going to have their time. Trump can only do one more, one more term in office. Get out. Take your time. Support this guy. Let's make it happen. Let's get all the never Trumpers. Let's get all these people on board and say he, he, we need him for one more term. He deserves it at this point. This guy is being persecuted. No different than other persecutions across the world and in 
going back thousands of years. This is exactly what's happened in our country that we said when we founded this country, this was not going to happen, and it's actually happening. So we're going to change gears a little bit. Ain't that right, D's? Sure thing. So we want to get into some other news. We got a little bit left in this segment right now. We're going to pull up something. This is one I wanted to get to. Uh, Another play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Vacationer dies in Jamaica after trying to down all 21 cocktails on the drink menu. Dees, did you get a chance to read this? Yeah. British man vacationing in Jamaica died after trying to drink 21 cocktails on a bar's menu. Who does he think he is, Eldonzo? Timothy Southern, 53, of Staffordshire, England, was on vacation with his family in May 2022 in St. Anne, Jamaica, where he met two Canadian women at a bar trying to complete a 21-drink challenge to celebrate a birthday. Southern had been drinking brandy and beer prior to taking up the challenge, according to an inquest. He joined the women and managed to have 12 drinks before returning to his room at the Royal Decameron Club Caribbean, where he later died. Look at this guy. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a real winner. Yeah, he does. He looks like a real winner. This guy looks like we got to pull that up and get that on air or on the uh, on the the Facebook or something. His family has since criticized the medical treatment he received when they first realized he was ill. Quote. He was on his back choking. I put him in the recovery position and screamed for an ambulance. He was making a gurgling sound. As soon as he was in the recovery position, he vomited. I was shouting his name with no response. When the nurse arrived, I said, had an ambulance been called? And she said no. I thought she would take over. But that was not the case. I checked his pulse and couldn't find it. So now they're blaming these people for him being an idiot. Once again, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. This is the Eldonzo and D Show, and we'll be right back here on Cities 92.9, news and talk of Wilmington Normal. back again bigger in life and twice as ugly this is the El Donzo and D show on Cities 92.9 the news and talk of Bloomington Normal I'm El Donzo I'm Dees and it's been a really really bad week for liberals when it comes to the Supreme Court what do you think yeah not looking good for them so I want to get to this one uh just yesterday or excuse me Thursday the Supreme Court struck down affirmative action programs at the University of North Carolina and Harvard in a major victory for conservative activists, ending the systemic consideration of race in the admissions process. The court ruled that both programs violate the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution and are therefore unlawful. The vote was 6-3 to three in the UNC case and 6-2 to two in the Harvard case, in which Liberal Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson was recused. The decision was held by prominent conservatives who say the Constitution should be colorblind, with former President Donald Trump calling it a great day for America. Liberals, however, condemned the ruling, saying affirmative action is a key tool for remedying historic race discrimination. Quote, It wasn't perfect, but there's no doubt that it helped offer new ladders of opportunity for those who, throughout our history, have too often been denied a chance to show how fast they can climb, said Michelle Obama, the first black first lady. Okay, so my deal with this is, affirmative action has been BS from the get-go. There's no reason anybody should be treated differently by the color of their skin. D's, what do you think? No, I agree. I mean, I I kind of get the uh, the intention of it, 
but at the same time, like they're they're saying it's to combat racism by using another form of racism. No, that's exactly what it is. And here's my thing. If a college can only, let's say, I'm spitballing here. Let's say admit 100 people into the college, uh, you know, for this, for for a year. Take on an extra, these people in that class, a graduating class, whatever. They can only take 100 people in. What What we want to see is normally the people that would go to college back when we were kids would be the best and the brightest, right? Mm-hmm. And they work their they work their butts off to get there. What the colleges do with affirmative action is I may be the best and the brightest, but they have too many white folk there. So what they're going to do is they're going to say, you know what? While you are the smartest one here out of these hundred people, we're going to have to drop you because we need more black people. Right. And they might, they may not be as, you know, as talented as you are, but because of the color of their skin, they're going to get into this prestigious university and you're not. And that's just wrong. Yeah, the intent, I I could be wrong, but I believe the intent was if you had two equal as far as what level of academics you're on, like two, let's just say two exact same peoples on paper, one white, one black or Asian or whatever, that affirmative action would um, point them in that direction. But as we have found out, that hasn't been the case because like never you the said, case. they are, you know, pushing aside the top tier just to go to the next tier down to find the, the most viable uh, you know, person of color, whatever you want to say. And that's not the, not how it was supposed to be, but that's what it turned into. So by them striking this down, they, they basically killed a, a, a racist policy. So the 14th Amendment guarantees that under the 14th Amendment, D's and I are equal. Okay, we're absolutely equal. We're all the same person. It doesn't matter. You can't discriminate against us. Okay, but that's how the government should be looking at us is we're all equals. We all have equal rights to life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, equal rights to due process, uh, equal you know rights when it comes to the court of law. We have these rights. We're equal in that sense. But I'm going to tell you something. When it comes to brains or when it comes to talent, we're not all equal. Some are better than others at other things, and we have to accept that, okay? Mm-hmm. And just like the whole trans swimmer thing, we have to accept that men are better athletes or better athletically gifted because of their their physique and being males than women are. Now, women can, you know, like Riley Gaines, she can outswim just about any woman, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but she can't outswim her her boyfriend. There's a reason for that. Who There's is a also reason. a trained swimmer? That's the like exactly. She, she could outswim us. Oh, she could <laughs> outswim us. But yeah. yeah, somebody trained in the same field that you know puts the same amount of work in, it's, typically are going to be yes. The males are going to be better than the females. so. The point is, we all have to you know get to this uh, get to this agreement that we're not all equal in certain ways. Okay, but. The 14th Amendment guarantees that if D's and I apply for a job, neither one of us is going to get picked over, you know, because I have hair on my head and D's doesn't. We're, we're equal in that respect. We get we get jobs. We get accepted in universities. We should anyway on meritocracy, which is on your merits and what you've done and what you can do and what your skills are. That should be how it goes. These, if you get in an airplane... 
and you find out that they hired the pilot who's crashed three airplanes before, but they hired him because he was black, how would you feel about flying on that airplane? Yeah, not too good. No, that's this goes back to the Stockton Rush thing with, with Ocean Gate. You know, he didn't want 50-year-old white guys building his subs with him. He wanted inspirational people that didn't know a damn thing, and look what happened. So this all kind of goes back to the uh, affirmative action thing. All that ties in with this. It was BS. I think they started this back in, what, 78, affirmative action? That uh, sounds about right. I could be wrong on that because I don't have that pulled up in front of me. I should have, but I didn't. So sometimes when you when you get on the radio, you talk, you have discussions, you start peeling back layers of onions, layers of the onion, and you don't. You, sometimes you don't know where you're going with it. But anyway, I believe it was back then. Um, my mother is going to absolutely uh, figure that out when she hears it and called me. And if I'm wrong, she's going to let me know about it. So anyway, big shout out to my moms for always being. Uh, Always giving me constructive criticism. And if you'll notice... March 6, 1961. March 6, 1961. Mm-hmm. I got something mixed up there. So, Mom, you don't have to call me and berate me. Uh, March... What what was it? March 6, mm-hmm. 1961 is when they started affirmative action. Signed by John F. Kennedy. Now, they've got another issue on their hands, though, these liberals. And it has to do with the Supreme Court. These tell them what they didn't win. Uh, they didn't win student debt relief. Which is awesome. Yeah. The Supreme Court struck down the uh, the Biden plan, which I believe we talked about, uh, I don't know, two or three shows ago, whereas the House or Congress voted to kill it. And we expected at that time to uh, for Biden to go ahead and veto it and put it into action. Well, then there was a lawsuit brought up. Supreme Court heard the case and decided that, yes, they are they are right and that they are not because this is all tied to a military thing. Right. Uh, that's where all this came from. And the Supreme Court said that, no, that's, you know, should not apply to the average everyday people. Um, basically, no, they don't get uh, the 430, I think it was, billion in uh, student debt relief. Now, remember, this was not going to actually help any students. They were doing, what, $10,000 a student, if I'm correct. Yeah, 20000 if it depended on your income level. I think it was ten thousand for one level, twenty thousand for another. If you had like a Pell Grant or something like that, but but yeah, it wasn't it really wasn't going to help a whole lot. No, and and you got to remember something. So if you go and you take a hundred and ten thousand dollars student loan out to get, I don't even know what that gets anymore. It probably only gets an associate's degree the way these colleges are run nowadays. But let's say you have a hundred and ten thousand dollars in student debt, and let's say that the government says we're going to knock ten thousand off for you. That's not going to change your life. That might cover your books. That might cover your books. That's not going to do anything. What the federal government did was they subsidized college. Okay? They did that, and what they wanted to do was get these colleges more money. Now, $10,000 to you or me on a loan like that isn't really going to do anything. It's not going to make our lives any better. We're not going to buy a new house. We're not going to go out and start a family because we've got ten k knocked off. Ten k is nothing, especially in this inflation. It's nothing. But what it is... When you've got a college that has had a thousand students go through it, and that's 10K a piece, you're giving that back to the college. You're not giving those students $10,000 to do as they please. You're paying that off to the college. Mm. So what you're doing is a cash influx for the colleges. And what do we know about colleges? Colleges are where kids go to get brainwashed and manipulated and believe the government's all good good and just, and they're trained to be good little Nazis. That's what the colleges are up to. That's what academia is up to. So this was another way for them 
to do what they wanted to do, brainwash and change society. That's all this was. It was a it's college bailout. You remember the Wall Street bailout? Mm-hmm. College bailout. That's all this was. So I'm glad the Supreme Court struck it down. This is finally starting to pay off, you know, having Trump in there and getting these justices in. I'm glad to see they're finally starting to grow a pair and take the bull by the horns with it. What do you think? No, yeah, it's like I said, I didn't go to college, so I, I didn't either. But there are a lot of people out there that wouldn't have qualified. And if I mean, if you're going to do it, uh, do it for everybody, for everything, the way that it was worded Trade out. schools. Yeah. They weren't giving anything to trade schools, were they? Because no. in trade schools, they don't train you to love the government and be Nazis. So anyway, this is the Eldonzo and D Show. City's 92.9. We're going to be right back after these commercial massages. I think we might try another one of those uh, one of those ultra-right beers. What do you think, Keys? You go right ahead. We'll be right back after these commercials. That's right. When you hear BOA, you know it's that time of the day. This is the Eldonzo and D Show coming back at you on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And this is the uh, last final segment that we've got of the show today on this beautiful Saturday morning. And we're going to touch on some stuff that Dees and I like to do. And this is, we're just going to go through some odd stories. What do you think? That's it. So let's let's do this one real quick. There's a Florida fisherman they kind of had a bad day, didn't he? Yeah, very bad day. Are we on the same story? Yeah, we're on the same story, okay. absolutely. You had this on your list? Yeah, I, I absolutely did, oh, okay. but I, I want you to go ahead and do it. I'm going to pull up the audio and see if we can get this working. We have had quite a show today. So, Dees, go ahead and do that while I'm pulling this up. Yeah, uh, guys were fishing in the Florida Everglades, and uh, they look like younger guys, probably in their early 20s or whatever. And he... The, the guy goes down and puts his hand in the water. I don't know if he's trying to clean off, you know, some bait or whatever. And you can, and there's video on this. You can find it. You hear his buddy go, uh, I wouldn't put your hands in there. And the guy literally says, ah, two seconds won't do anything. And he splashes his left hand in there real quick, splashes his right hand in there real quick. And bam. Now, uh, now did they know that there was a shark in there at the time? Well, no, because this is uh, to the best of my knowledge, this is a freshwater area. But bull sharks have adapted to where they can they can survive in freshwater for long periods of time. Uh, multiple occurrences of bull shark sightings and, and people catching Alt- them have happened up the Mississippi River. I mean, as far Alton, as Illinois, yeah. Alton, Illinois, they found bull sharks. Let's let's play the audio for the uh, listeners real quick. Yeah, we pull this up. Whoops! Yeah, it pulled him into the pulled him into the water, didn't it? Yeah, it, it nailed his right hand. It, it and if you watch the video, he does quickly let go uh, because he when he goes, it just pulls him enough to where he's going headfirst into the water. And the hand that got bit, he actually uses to try and stop himself from falling. So the shark, it, when you first watch the video, it looks like the shark like rips him into the water, but that's not what happened. It bit him. And then kind of went on about its way, but it pulled him enough that he lost his balance and went head first. But still, (laughs) 
you just got bitten by a shark and now you've been pulled into the water with said shark and who knows how many freaking out right and uh the video obviously abruptly cuts off but he is fine he didn't lose his hand or anything anything like that uh just has a uh some bad dreams coming up about <laughs> fishing in the Everglades would be my guess. Well, I tell you what, he so so he's having a better day than this chick in Thailand. Did you did you read about this? I did not. Okay, this is Fox News. Thailand woman has leg amputated at Bangkok Airport after it became trapped under moving walkway. Oh no. Oh yes. This is this is this poor lady. Thailand's officials said a woman had to have her leg amputated at Bangkok's Don Mueang Airport after the limb became trapped under a moving walkway. The 57-year-old Thai woman, who was due to board a morning flight to the southern Nakhon Sithramet province, became caught by the walkway in the Bangkok Airport's Terminal 2. Now, anybody that knows El Donzo knows that uh, I probably just sputtered my way through that because if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bull sticks. That's what I say. A medical team there eventually had to cut her left leg off above the knee, according to the airport's officials. On behalf of the Don Moing International Airport, I'd like to express my deepest condolences regarding the incident. Uh, I'd like to insist that we will ensure that no such accident will happen again. You know what? Maybe some proactivity there would have prevented this. So here's a picture. Dees, look at that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Uh, so it appears to me that some of these guards, these yellow guards, came off and just sucked this poor lady right into it. Ouch. Amputated her above the knee. And it's, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I don't know what their... Uh legal system is like when it comes to uh, lawsuits and whatnot but they, they have offered to pay all her medical bills and uh, additional compensation when they have settled on it yeah there better be a lot of additional compensation that lady is not whole anymore yeah especially if it's ruled to be 100 percent their fault uh yeah the, that airport should have her name on it after this is all said and done yeah, they could, uh, what was her name? They could call it the because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to do that again. Uh, okay, now here, here's another one for you. Let's see how much time we got because Deez has got some stories too. I'm washed up. I, I mean, I'm torn. I'm going to do this one real quick because I hate Will Smith. I hate Jada Pinkett Smith, and I hate Jaden Smith. I hate the whole family, the weirdos. I don't mind Will so much. I think he's Oh, a, he's, a, he's a cuck. What well, the, yeah, me? he's definitely... Uh, in a bad situation. Yeah, well, he put himself there. All that money in the world, and he couldn't just go down to Tahiti and get away from her. Jada Pinkett Smith influenced family's psychedelic drug use, son Jaden says. He said, quote, I think it was my mom, actually, that was really the first one to make that step for the family. Uh, Jaden said of Jada, 51, while speaking at the Psychedelic Science Conference in Denver on Friday. It was just her for a really, really long time, and then eventually it just trickled and evolved, and everybody found it in their own ways. Uh, the 24-year-old said the drugs, that which are mainly illegal in the U.S., have given him more empathy, especially with his siblings. Quote, siblings can argue so much and fight so much, and Lord knows me and my siblings have done so much of that in the past. Uh, but the level of love and empathy that I can feel for them inside of the psychedelic experiences and outside of the experiences has been something that's profound and beautiful. This is the problem with society. To feel love and to be able to talk to people and feel empathy for others... You have to be on psychedelic drugs. You have to be screwed up on something. Um, no, but I, I am in support of 
some of the uh, the studies as far as like microdosing for people with uh, heavy de uh, depression and things like that. I agree there with that. There are uses for it. So there, there absolutely are. But the fact that these people who I don't think that the Smiths are sitting around eating a you know an, an eighth of mushrooms or anything like that. I I I don't know. They're weird. They could be. They're they weird, be, dude. They they are weird. So anyway, that's just those those are my two what in the hell stories that I had to get out there. These I'm gonna hand the floor over to you. The mad minute. Maury Povich announces an at home DNA test and it's called The Results Are In. If you recall, Maury Povich had a longtime television show where his two biggest cat catchphrases were the results are in and either you are or you are, are not, not the, father. the father. And uh yeah, he's uh He's going to cash in on that. And basically these are home paternity tests for $199 and you can buy them at the results are in.com. Basically you will collect DNA from uh, both the potential father, the child, and if, if need be, or if you want to the mother send them off and they'll send back the results to figure out whether or not this deadbeat owes you some child support. Boy, I'm glad my kid having days are over. Right, right. I didn't realize that Maury was on for 31 years. Yeah, he was on for a long time. I'm he, surprised he's still alive, to be honest. He's got to be in his late Yeah, 80s. they used to do like a little bit of everything, but then it seemed like the last, I don't know, five, ten years, the shows were nothing but either lie detector tests or you are or are not the father, which I think Steve Wilkos pretty much has that market cornered now. I had such a bad week. I'm just going to sit around and eat Hagen dots and watch Maury Povich. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Netflix is coming under a little bit of fire because they have now re-released Titanic on the streaming service. And a lot of people are saying that, uh, yeah, that might be a little case of bad timing. Oh, wah, wah, wah. It's back in the news. So what? Yeah, They're doing what they got to do It's relevant. I, I get it. It's stupid. And, and also uh, under fire, Richard Branson, because with everything that happened with the Titan sub, uh, they're kicking off. In fact, I think the first flight just went for $450,000. You can go on the space tour with uh, Virgin Galactic. Well, here's the thing. Richard Branson is not an idiot like Stockton Rush is. So I would trust Richard Branson going to space before I trust Ocean Gate going down for a tour of the Titanic. Yeah, this is something that they've been doing. And not only that, but if, if something were to go wrong, with the exception of obviously a giant explosion, but if if you're on your way up, at least they have the option or ability to maybe survive and parachute out or whatever. Whereas, well, I don't know about parachute out. Well, I mean, I mean, depends on where you're at. They can eject. I don't know. I don't know. Speculation. Depends how high up you are. My point is that when you get so far down in the sub, you're done. Like, yeah, there, there's no rescue of that. You'd have to be pretty high to get in one of Ocean Gate subs. Just saying. Right. <clears throat> and let's see. Texas Nun was booted from the monastery for sexting with a priest. In what the, the hell? Yeah, she, uh, disabled. She has a feeding tube and she can't walk. And uh, she was basically let go. She's a cheap date. For, for sexting with a priest. And I'm just glad that the priest was actually messing with her and not one not, of the altar boys. Yeah, not an altar boy. So. Well, you know, if you Catholics, what can I say? This is the Aldonzo and D show. And we will be right back next weekend because we're out of here, baby. See ya.